0: Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of That's Truth. I'm Nathan Owens and I'm sitting in the studio of the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Pastor Murphy is on vacation for the month of August, so you won't hear his voice on the program tonight. But don't worry and please don't turn your radio off. Filling in for Pastor Murphy tonight, we have a very familiar voice that you've heard Many times for many years here on the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse, tonight Pastor Jerome Martin, pastor of Maranatha Baptist Church in Jennings Village, Antigua, will be here to answer your questions and teach on a very relevant topic. Pastor Martin can be heard on two programs throughout the week here on CRL. Maranatha Outreach can be heard at 1.30 p.m. on Sundays, and Walk the Word can be heard at 3.15 a.m. on weekday mornings. Good evening, Pastor, and welcome to That's Truth. It's good to have you here. I'm glad to be here, brother. Our topic tonight has been discussed by both Christians and by many who don't claim to be Christians. Misinformation on our topic has led to much confusion and many false ideas. Our topic tonight is the Bible and the blacks, or dark-skinned people. Pastor, why this topic?
1: That's a very interesting and important question. One of the reasons that got me into this study is because of the religion God saved me from, Rastafarianism. I was a Rasta in the late 70s, early 80s. And Rasta has Rastaman has a lot of ideas about the fact that the Bible and the Jews are black people and stuff like that. So after I got saved, I began to search the scripture in relation to this. Another reason is that every February we celebrate Valentine's. And it is designated as Black History Month. And you'll find most of the discussions, especially when the Bible comes into play and Christianity, they try to tell us that Christianity is a white man religion. So, and you're here to say that it's not. That's one of those are some of the reasons why I decided to share this topic and Tonight. you can base that up back that up with the bible from the scripture
0: okay i'm looking for i'm looking forward to it
1: we are, we we are told that christianity is white man religion and that the bible has been used to enslave our people that's what we've been told every february basically as long as the bible comes into the discussion That's the line most of the discussion will take.
0: Would you agree with the statement that Satan has used that argument to harden people's hearts toward the gospel?
1: I definitely believe, especially in today's world Mm -hmm. with the media and everybody can get information or hear some of these false ideas. It has caused a lot of young people to be antagonistic toward Christian to some extent.
0: When you were arrested, do you remember holding to the the view or having the thought that Christianity was a white man's religion and you were opposed to it?
1: That's a very interesting question because my group, we never believed that. Okay. Um, Yes, we would use the word ja, but for some reason, we, we would not use the word Jesus. Um, but we'll say Jah, not Jesus. We did not believe that Haile Selassie was the Messiah, as some would claim us, a claim to believe. We were accused of being Christian to some extent because of our belief. You know, so we never hold to that belief but um, tonight I really want to share something along that line about the blacks the Bible and the blacks and I've been a pastor for many years now and for almost between 10 to 12 years every February I would deal with a topic in relation to this subject. And um, one of the reasons for this is that I wanted my people to know what the Bible has to say about the different peoples of this world. And to show them from the word of God that God is not a white man God. And that God is spirit, the Bible clearly tells us. A spirit does not have color (laughs) in human terms.
0: But he came to this earth,
1: right? (laughs) Precisely. God manifested himself through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to show us who God really is in human form. The Bible clearly tells us it in John chapter 1 verse 1 the word became flesh verse 14 says and uh, well he said the word was god and verse 14 says and the word became flesh so we are very clear of who god is when we turn to the bible in dealing with people the Bible, you will note, doesn't identify skin color. You check the Bible. The Bible does not identify skin color. The Bible only deals with the sinful condition of man and show them how they can come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. And from that perspective, I want to go right back from the beginning to bring us to where I would like us to go tonight. God, the Bible clearly tells us, the God of the Bible, and I will make that statement throughout. The God of the Bible is the creator of everyone, and God is concerned for everyone. In Acts chapter 17, verse 24 and verse 26, the Bible tells us, The one and only true God of the Bible made the world and all things therein and had made of one blood of all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. That's very important to note. One blood. Acts chapter 17. I read I quote the verse in part verse 24 and 26 of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth this passage tells us that there is only one race of people the human race created by the God of the Bible you know, we hear a lot of times people talking about the black race, the white race, and what other race. But only one race, when you go to the Bible, the human race.
0: So if the Bible refers to the human race that way, should we as as believers, should we as Christians, attempt to avoid using... Uh, talking about different races, or is it, do you think that's possible in the day and age that we live?
1: I think for Christians, it's always best to say ethnic group okay, of peoples instead of white race or black race, because we are from different ethnic group. Okay, And I will show you from Genesis chapter 10, where the different groups of people who came from one human was scattered throughout.
0: You mean the Bible is thorough enough that it tells us in that much detail? It explains where the different ethnic groups came from.
1: The Bible will tell tell us where they all went. Okay, you know, and even though we we, we, we may not have the time to go through all the different um, different groups, our emphasis will more be on the Hamites because that's what I want to deal with. But the whole point I want to emphasize here is that there is only one race of people and that is the human race. Majority of the human race rebel against God. We know who was behind that rebellion. Satan himself, the serpent. Genesis chapter 3. God, the Bible tells us, judged the entire world with the flood except Noah and family. And the reason why Noah and his family were not judged by God was because Noah trusted God, the Bible says. He found grace, Genesis chapter 6. And I think I should read this passage. Genesis chapter 6 verse from verse 5. Genesis chapter 6 from verse 5 clearly tells us, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and creeping things and the fowls of the air for it repented me that I have made them. Note this now verse 8 but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generation of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the flood. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. So we note here that Noah found grace. God's grace is freely given and it is available to anyone who will receive it. For by grace I say through faith. Noah accepted the grace of God and worshipped God, walked with God, and was a witness for God in his lifetime. So, we note here that God had to destroy the human race, except Noah and his family. Now, after the flood... The whole earth was populated by no three sons. Genesis chapter 9. From verse 18. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark. Or came out of the ark. Were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the what? Oh. Whole earth overspread, populated. So note, note again. The whole earth, referring to all the people, had a knowledge of God. The instigator. The one who influenced man away from God was Satan. They rebelled against God. God judged them. No found grace. God started with knowing his family. So we have here now the whole earth was populated again. The whole earth was now one family with one language as one nation under God, the one and true God of the Bible. And this is what we see in Genesis chapter 11. I'm just trying to show lay this foundation as we go into this. Verse 1, Genesis chapter 11 from verse 1. And the whole earth was of one language. Note that, one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journey from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there and they said one to another go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly and they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar and they said go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Again, we see here a rebellion. God clearly, clearly commanded multiply, replenish the earth, spread out. The instigator now got involved and influenced mankind away from their creator. And this is what we see throughout there is always the enemy working behind the scene against God and he he is doing everything in his power to turn mankind away from God. And this is what we see happening even more so today. As the human race, right there, we read there in Genesis chapter 11, multiply Satan for whatever reason, he was just constantly at it. And then God again had to judge the human race. But this time, not with the flood, but with the changing of the one language spoken by all the 70 other languages, uh, the 70 nations, the 70 individuals. They have 70 names given in Genesis chapter 10 with the the, the, the tree of nations 70 individual actually the hamites had the most but they are 70 and god divide the language actually dr henry morris brought this out perfectly in in one of his books that god divide there was the 70 individuals that are mentioned if you count the names that are given on the shem japheth and ham you count 70 individuals and Dr. Morris clearly emphasized the fact that they were all given individual language. So there would
0: have been 70 languages? 70
1: language, scattered about. So different groups went to different places around the world. And you can see, um, you read Genesis, he first mentioned the, um, the, the Japhethites in verse 2, the sons of Japheth, and he lists the names of all those who came from the line of Japheth. And then verse 5 says, By these were the isles of the Gentiles, divided in their lands, everyone after his tongue. Note this. Everyone after each individual, they had a different language. Everyone after his tongue, after their families in their nations. And then he lists Ham and give all those who are from the line of Ham. And if you know the amount of individuals that he mentioned here by name in Ham. And then verse 20 says, These are the sons of Ham, after their families, after their tongues, in their countries, and in their nations. And then he lists um, Shem and his um, descendants. And then verse 31 says, These are the sons of Shem, after their families, after their tongues, in their lands, after their nations. And then verse 32 says, These are the families of the sons of Noah, after their generation, in their nation. And by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. So the Bible is very clear. Um, If you study and try to find out where these different groups went to, you will know who is who. Even today. So that's very important for us to understand. But the fact is, God had to judge these individuals. Because again, led by Nimrod, and it is interesting, he's from the line of Ham. He was the first world emperor with an empire, see? And it's kind of interesting to note, which re- I may say something to that, is the Hamites were the one who really developed, set the foundation for the civilization when you study um, the Egyptians and all the, the, the pyramids and so on. But we're not going to get into those. It's going to stick closely to what the, we can find in the Bible. <laughs> you know, it's very important that we stick to what the Bible says. This is our authority. Whatever the Bible speaks about, it may not tell us everything in detail, okay. but whatever the Bible says, we can trust it because it's authoritative in what it says. Amen. You know, So I like to stay with what the Bible says. But the whole point here is that the three sons of Noah's, Noah were the ones that Populated the entire earth according to Genesis chapter 10, verse 32. We know Shem means dusky or olive colored, Ham means dark or black, and Japheth means bright or fair. And one of my purposes in this study is actually to refute the false belief, the false idea, especially by many in in today's society, that Christianity was imposed on black people to enslave them, and that black people never worship the God of the Bible. So that's the purpose, main purpose of me sharing this study tonight.
0: You're listening to the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. The time across the Eastern Caribbean and in our studios is 7.55. We're broadcasting from Antigua on 1160 AM, 92.3 FM, And online at www.radiolighthouse.org. And for this live call-in program, entitled That's Truth, each Tuesday evening we are also on Facebook Live. Thank you if you are joining us that way. Welcome. No matter how you're listening to the program, welcome. And if you're listening and saying, but wait, I don't hear Pastor Murphy's voice, you are right. Pastor Murphy is on vacation to the end of August. So, Lord willing, he'll be back next week, but this week, tonight in the studio, we have Pastor Jerome Martin, and if you've listened to the Radio Lighthouse for any period of time, I'm sure you recognize his voice from the program Maranatha Outreach at 1.30 on Sunday afternoons, and the program Walk the Word, which airs during the night. Our topic tonight on the program is the Bible and the blacks, or dark-skinned people. And if you have a question about this topic or along these lines tonight, we would love for you to contact us. You can call and be put live on the air. The phone number is 1268 462 7420. Or if you'd rather not call, but you want to WhatsApp or text your question, you can send it to 1268 782 1454 in WhatsApp or text 12687821454 Thank you for joining us tonight on That's Truth. We are excited that you are listening. Again, Pastor, you were talking about the reason you just finished yes, explaining yes. the reason for discussing this topic which has created a lot of controversy in different different circles. You want to pick yes. it back up. Yes,
1: uh, as I said, the main reason for Sharing this study tonight is to refute the false belief by many today that Christianity was imposed on black people to enslave them and that black people never worship the God of the Bible. That is not true according to the Bible. First of all, I want to establish the fact that all people, everyone from the beginning of creation, when God created man, worship the one and only true God of the Bible. Until the rebellion instigated by Satan which ended with the flood. So, in Genesis, when you read Genesis chapter 1, God created and and then in chapter 3, he said, Satan came on the scene and beguiled the woman and Adam deliberately went against God and sin. And as a result, God held him accountable for by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men. God, from that time up until Genesis chapter 6, thousands of people were born we know that people lived to be 900 years and, uh, and so on man just rebelled against God and the main instigator was Satan he hated God and God's people and God had to judge the world the entire world with the flood After the flood, again, everyone worshiped the one and true God. Because Noah, who found grace in the sight of God, along with his sons and their wives, was saved as a result of God's grace by trusting God. And they began the new age, the new world, to some extent worshipping the one and only true God of the Bible. Then Satan again instigated another rebellion against God by God already told them to spread out. And for whatever reason, again, pride Nimrod. He was a mighty man and powerful man. And as a result, like Satan himself, because he was lifted up with pride, and people looked to him, and he led that rebellion, decided to build a tower, reach up to heaven. Not really, he, they knew that they could not reach to heaven, but the whole point here, they were creating their own. Okay. Their own gods, <laughs> you know. And, and God, again, had to judge humanity. And the way God judged the world was to confound and confuse that one language. I don't know what language that was. Some won't believe it was Hebrew. I don't know. But God confounded that one language into seventy. The, in the different individuals that I mentioned in under the tree, the, um, the the tree, the family tree of Genesis chapter ten, spoke a language. And they went to different places, exactly what God... God always gets what he wants. And he does it in his own way, and his own time.
0: So are you saying that we as humans are puppets in God's little world?
1: Not at all. God always gave man a choice. He said, this is the way, walk in it. If not, you go this way, there are consequences. God always... God is a fair God a just God. He's a loving God. He's long-suffering. He tells man what is right, but he tells man you have to choose me. You have to choose the right. And people began to follow Nimrod. And as a result, that great rebellion and God had to divide, confuse the nation with the seventy different language. As one nation under God, speaking one language, all had the true knowledge of God. But as Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. All! We have turned everyone to his own way. But the Lord laid on, we know the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's the one we know. Everything looked toward him from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, seed of the woman. But the whole point here, as one nation under God speaking one language, all had the knowledge of the true and living God of the Bible. But then all we have gone astray. They turned from God. But it is interesting to note, God first reached out to the Shemite, Genesis chapter 12. You read the ending of chapter 11 when God called Abraham. And um, chapter 12 tells us, Genesis chapter, let me just read some verses here. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham. If you go back, God already spoke to him up and we know that he went was going with his own family. God already told him to separate from his family. But he, was, he decided that he would go with his father, Terah, and walk with them. And then verse 1 of chapter 12 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that cursed cursed thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed so we note here Remember, I, I, want, I want to establish this fact because, as I said, the, one of the main purpose for this study is to, is to refute the false belief that Christianity is a white man religion that was imposed upon black people and black people never worshipped the God of the Bible. So um, I'm showing you that all had the knowledge of God but all turn away from God. But God now reach out to Abraham from the line of Shem. And one of the main reasons for God reaching out to Abraham is so that Abraham can be a witness. Abraham and the Jews, the Israelites can be a witness. It's something similar to a believer today. If God saves you, by his grace the main purpose is so that you and I can be his witness in reaching others. Well it's the same principle you find throughout the Bible. First God reached out to the she- to, to Shem the Shemite Abraham and Abraham descendant Israel were to be God's witnesses. Let me just read this verse for you and me. Um, Isaiah chapter. 43 from verse 10. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that he may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God form, neither shall there be after me. I even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have showed when there was no strange when there was no strange gods among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Verse thirteen, yea, Before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake I have sent to Babylon, and have brought down all the nobles and the Chaldeans, whose cry is in the ship. But the whole point here, as when God reached out to Abraham, is for Abraham and his descendants to be witnesses for God. To the other two to, to, to the other people who yeah. came from the Shema, um, the 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 Jephites and the Hamites. But there's something else I like it to note here that is very interesting. This leads us exactly into the truth that I'm trying to establish, that those from the line of Ham, you know, the, the dark black skinned people, came from the the, the Hamites line. I'm sh- gonna show you that even through the Old Testament, they had a relationship with the God of the Bible. Um, it is interesting to note that. There are many Hamites throughout the Bible who came to know Jehovah, the God of the Bible. As I said, I'm going to emphasize this the God of the Bible. And they came to know Jehovah long before black people were enslaved. Okay? Um, it's very obvious and I'm going to share with you some things here some of them through marriage with Shemites and I find this is something as I said this is something I've been studying for a while I have observed especially in the Old Testament that the Shemites
0: which are the Jews
1: which are the Jews and the Hamites which we will say the black yeah Intermarriage. I find that a couple of times in the scripture. And I could understand why some groups of people um, try to say the black people are the Jews. Mm. I could understand their philosophy from that. But it's, uh, <laughs> that is not so. It's, it's just there are some Hamites, yes, who intermarriage. With the 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 Shemites, but that doesn't mean that the black people are the Jews. <laughs> Very clear, Shemites and the Hamites are a completely different group. And Bible and the Jews were the were the Shemites. The Bible really from the line of Abraham. Bible really mentions that. But at, as I was saying, some of these Hamites came to know Jehovah, the God of the Bible, through marital relationship. Number one, Abraham's second wife, Keturah. It is, it is believed, I was trying to get uh, a passage of scripture with this, but it is believed that she was from the line of Ham. I can't give you a passage directly, but, um, but I know for sure that Hagar the servant, the, uh, the, uh, the Egyptian servant, Abraham had a child with her. If you remember that. Um, and what was that son name? Ishmael. And she was from Egypt. And the Bible spoke about that. You know, Sarah couldn't have a, t- a child. And she gave her servant, Hagar, to Abraham. And as a result, we know that we are still experiencing some of the problems in this world as a result of that. So, Abraham had a son with Hagar, an Egyptian. Joseph, remember Joseph brother sold him into Egypt? The Bible tells us that. And Joseph married an Egyptian. Genesis chapter 41. Need to read this passage. And we know as a result he bore two sons. And guess what? They ended up being a part of the twelve tribes of Israel. Two sons. Um, Genesis chapter 41 verse And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Saphanath-Paneah. And he gave him to wife Azanet, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And later on you you'll find that Joseph had two sons, and when his father, Jacob, came, he introduced them to his father. So again, Joseph from the line of Shem married Hamite. Again. No doubt, when you study the life of Joseph, he was one of the perfect example. And so he shared the gospel. He shared the relationship about his true God with his family. You know, the Bible is clear with that. Then, when you go to Numbers, chapter 12, the Bible tells us that Moses, the meekest man who ever lived, married an Ethiopian and as a result his brother and sister were upset Numbers chapter 12 verse 1 Numbers chapter 12 Verse 1. And Miriam and Aaron speak against Moses. Why? Because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. Very clear. So, here again we see that intermarriage. And Moses, one of the greatest leaders in Israel, Again, the false philosophy that black people or people from the line of Ham that we claim to be from never worshipped the God of the Bible. Never had a relationship. Only when we were enslaved that Christianity was forced upon us. That's not true. The Bible is clear. There are many Hamites who had personal relationship with God and they came to know God through that witness that God established the Shemites you know so you just find this throughout the scripture you know where the Hamites and the Shemites intermarriage you don't find that with the Jephetites you know I don't see any reference to that um, the, uh, we're gonna get to that when we get to the New Testament. I'm gonna make a statement there. But these are some of the things that we um, that caused me to try and study this to try and refute that false idea.
0: You're listening to That's Truth. The topic we're discussing tonight is the Bible and the blacks or the dark-skinned people. This is an interactive program, and we would love for you to interact with us if you have any questions on this topic this is a very broad topic tonight so we're keeping our questions on this topic but if you have any on this topic we would love for you to call you can call and be put live on the air 1268-462-7420. eight four six two seventy four twenty I'll give that to you again as you pick up your phone and unlock it The phone number to be put live on the air is one two six eight four six two seven four two zero or if you'd rather not speak live on the air, I understand, and you can WhatsApp or text your question. You can send it to one 782 1454 WhatsApp or text one 782 1454 The voice that you hear teaching tonight is that of Pastor Jerome Martin. He was formerly a Rasta, and the Lord saw fit to allow him to be saved, and he has been serving the Lord for. Pastor, How many years have you been pastoring Maranatha? Um, this 26 years Wow. <laughs> 26 years of pastoring Maranatha Baptist Church in Jennings Village, Antigua. The time across the Eastern Caribbean and in our studios is 8:17.
1: Pastor Martin. Yes, um, I'm trying to establish the fact tonight with this study, The Bible and the Blacks, that the black people were never, Christianity was never forced upon black people to enslave them. Or a relationship with the God of the Bible was never forced upon black people. All peoples of the earth at one time had a relationship with the God of the Bible. And as Isaiah 53 as Isaiah chapter 53 clearly said we all turn from God. We all turn from God. and That's individual decisions that we have. Individual decision. God yeah. never forced anyone God gave us all an opportunity to trust him. And he tells us the consequences when we reject him. And this is what we see happening throughout history. So all people had a relationship with the God of the Bible. All turned from God. But God, as has always been pursuing, when Adam and Eve sinned, it was God who came looking for them. Even though they were running and hiding. God is always seeking sinners. See? Reaching out to sinners. And that's what we see. First, he reached out to Abraham. And he says, Abraham, I want you to be my witnesses to the rest of the nation. You're going to be a blessing to them. And we know eventually that the fullness of the blessing is in Abraham's seed which is Jesus Christ himself. Everybody just looked to him. Now we are looking back to him. So that's where the fullness of the blessing is. But Abraham was that witness. And I'm showing that the people from the line of Ham had a relationship with this same God of the Bible that Abraham served. And some of them through marriage came to know God through marriage. Abraham, and some through, you know, Abraham. We know Sarah gave Abraham um, Hagar, his her servant, to marry, and they had a son. And and we know that Joseph married an Egyptian, Moses, an Ethiopian. Another person I like to mention who helped. Jeremiah, the prophet, was ebed Melach. He was a eunuch serving in the palace of the king. And because of Jeremiah preaching, the king and his people got angry and they threw Jeremiah in a dungeon. And guess who reached out to him? Ebed Melech. Let me show you in, in Jeremiah chapter 39, 38 first. Jeremiah chapter 38 from verse 7. Well, we can read all the way up from verse 4. It says, Therefore the princes said unto the king, We beseech thee, Let this man be put to death. They were angry because of Jeremiah's preaching. For thus he weakeneth the hands of the men of war that remain in this city, and the hands of all the people, in speaking such words unto them. For for this man seeketh not the welfare of this people, but the hurt. Then Zedekiah the king said, Behold, he is in your hand. For the king is not he that can do anything against you. Then took they Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Milchia, the son of Hamelech, that he was in the court of the prison And they let down Jeremiah with cords. And in the dungeon, there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sank in the mire. Verse 7 says, Now when Ebed-Melech, the Ethiopian, one of the eunuchs which was in the king's house, heard that they had put Jeremiah in the dungeon, The king then, sitting in the gate of Benjamin, Ebed-Melech went forth out of the king's house and spake to the king, saying, My lord the king, these men have done evil in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet, whom they have cast into the dungeon. And he is like to die for hunger in the place where he is for there is no more bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian saying, take from hence 30 men with thee and take up Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he died. So Ebed-Melech took the men with him and went into the house of the king under the treasury and took thence old cast cloths and old rotten rugs and let them down by cords into the dungeon to Jeremiah. And Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian said unto Jeremiah, Put now these old cast cloths, and rotten rugs under thine armholes, under the cords. And Jeremiah did so. So he drew up Jeremiah with cords and took him up out of the dungeon. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Listen to what God said to this man for what he did. Ebed Melech in chapter 39 from verse 15. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the prison saying go and speak to Ebed Melech the Ethiopian, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring my my word upon this city for evil and not for good, and they shall be accomplished in that day before thee. But I will deliver thee in in that day saith the Lord, and thou shalt not be given into the hand of the men of whom thou art afraid. For I will surely deliver thee, and thou shalt not fall by the sword, but thy life shall be for a prey unto thee, because thou hast put thy trust in me, saith the Lord. He was a Christian. (laughs) He knows the God of Jehovah. That's why he did what he did. And this is so important. It was because of, and you know, I, I think about um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 and 10. For by grace I am saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Because of this man's relationship with God, he did what he did for God. This is so important for us. This is a lesson for us to learn.
0: While we're talking about blessings and curses or along those lines, have a WhatsApp question that came from a listener in Liberta, Antigua. Thank you for the individual who sent it in. Pastor, what would you say to someone that says that black people are cursed because of Ham?
1: Well, that's another misconception. Um, ham was never cursed. Canaan, the youngest son of Ham, you see, and I, I think people fail to understand. You need to see what the scripture says. When when um, Noah made the curse in, Gen- in Genesis, um, I think chapter 9, he didn't say, Curse be Ham. Yeah. Had he said that, the whole descendant of Ham would have been cursed. And it is interesting. Even the Indians are from the line of Ham. The whole descendants of Ham. But he said, curse be Canaan, the youngest son of Ham. And we know that God, when God, God gave the, um, the land of the Canaanites to the Israelites because of their wickedness. So um, the, the, the line of Ham Ham wasn't cursed; just the young son of of Abraham. Ham.
0: That's an interesting connection. I've never—I can't say I've ever connected that—the curse of Canaan to yes, uh, yes, to the Israelites conquering them, and conquering taking
1: that the land. land. It, it, it actually—it was a judgment <laughs> because of their wickedness, too. You mm-hmm. know, so thank I hope, you. I hope that answered the question.
0: Yeah, thank you to the individual who sent that in. We appreciate it. Again, this is an interactive program. And we are designed around your interaction. So, if you have any questions on this topic, please do send them in via WhatsApp or text. You can send them to two six eight seven eight two one four five four, or if you'd like to call and be put live on the air with a question along this line, you can call two six eight four six two seventy four
1: twenty. Okay, um, we are looking at the the fact that Christianity was not force upon the Hamites black people as many would have us to believe. Also they want us to believe that Africans had their own gods they never worshiped the God of the Bible but that's interesting all nations who turned from the true God had their own gods That's why you have people in different parts of the world serving different gods. It's not just the African alone. Every ethnic group. (laughs) As long as you turn from God, you're going to want to... You have to find someone or something to worship because we are created with a vacuum to worship God, the true God. And when we reject Him, we have to find something or someone to worship. So um, Christianity... Uh, the God of the Bible has always been the one and true God and from the inception everyone worship until they turn from Him and I'm showing that God reach out to mankind just like He reached out to Adam and Eve when they sinned, and clothed them and then we know what happened the flood came And then Noah found grace. And then they turned from God again. God then reached out to Abraham and said, look, you're going to be my witnesses with your descendant, Lord. And as a result of that, we see people from the line of Ham came to know the true God. Some through intermarriage, like we mention um, Abraham actually Sarah gave Hagar to be married to Abraham we have Joseph also married and have two sons who became a part of the twelve tribes of Israel we also have Moses marrying an Ethiopian woman and then we're looking at some individuals now we look at Ebed-Melech, an Ethiopian. God said, because you trusted me in doing what you did, I'm going to protect you. Another person that I like to mention here that had a knowledge of God and you find a lot, some raster will mention this person and they would say that Solomon had a child with her and that's the queen of Sheba. Yeah. The Bible never says anything to that so I can't go beyond what the Bible says I'm trying to stick exactly with what the Bible says Um, but the whole point here she came all the way from Africa Mm -hmm. to, to, to question Solomon and according to Jesus' word in Luke chapter 11 verse 31 she came to know Jehovah, because Jesus says that she will sit down in the kingdom. Um, Let me read the verse. Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, verse 31. Jesus was pronouncing woe on those, the Jews who had rejected him. And he, was, he mentioned the Nidivites who repented at the preaching of Jonah. And he mentioned also the Queen of Sheba, chapter 11, verse 31. He says, well, let me read from verse 29. And when the people were gathered, ticked together, he began to say, this is an evil generation. They seek a sign. And there shall no sign be given it, but the sign of Jonas the prophet. For as Jonas was a sign unto the Ninevites, so shall also the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of Sheba, the Queen of the South, and we know he's talking about the Queen of Sheba in Second um, Kings, or Second Kings, Chapter Ten. The Queen of the South shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the uttermost part of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here so we we see clearly here from jesus word this queen came to know the god that Solomon served it's very obvious that fact that jesus used her as an example there you know
0: with her power and authority i'm sure she didn't keep it to herself and so going back to africa to her kingdom that's
1: a very good part we're going to get to that when we get to the new testament We're going to get to that when we get to the New Testament. But the whole point here is that God is the God of all people. See? Everyone has to trust in the God of the Bible in order to be saved. Because we were all born sinners. God is not a partial God. Salvation, the Lord is not slack that any should perish 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 But his long suffering to all of us Not willing that any should But that all should come to a saving knowledge of him So we, we, we see there These Hamites These people from Africa Had a relationship with the God of the Bible And that's Old Testament Now let's see what the New Testament has to say It is interesting to note, making this statement, that remember the premise from some of these people is that Christianity was introduced to Africa, or the African, because of slavery. So what they are saying is that Christianity was in Europe before Africa. But that's not what the Bible says. According to the scripture, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ came to Africa before it went to Europe. How I know that? Acts chapter 8. The Ethiopian was... De- Acts chapter 8 came before Acts chapter 10. Yeah, Cornelius. Okay? So... There is no doubt The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ When you read the story Of of the, of, of that Finance minister of Ethiopia <laughs> This man Went up to Jerusalem to worship Why would he want to go up To worship And who were in Jerusalem The Jews right And the Jews claimed to worship the true God So you and as you said, with the Queen of Sheba, they had the knowledge of the true God long, long time. They knew about him. Some of them they knew, but never had a personal relationship with him. And this man went all the way up there, to just like the Queen of Sheba went to Solomon. He went to worship to the temple to worship.
0: So it's possible. Again, not trying to draw firm lines here, but it's possible that her witness or someone else's witness from the line of Ham. Went back to Africa and uh, he had heard about this true God, didn't have a relationship, like you said, but he traveled this this long distance distance. to go
1: to the temple to hear more about this God. Very interesting. Very interesting. Look at um, from verse 26 of Acts chapter 8. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise. And go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority on the Candace Queen of the Ethiopian, who had charge of her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. We know that people worship, they know not. Jesus said that in John chapter 4. So he came to worship. He came, you want to find out. But verse 28 says, was returning and sitting in his chariot. And he was reading from Isaiah. He had money. He was able to buy a, a scripture. So he was reading. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture, which he read was this: He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speakest the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same passage of scripture and preached unto him, Jesus, Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me? What would stop me from getting baptized? And Philip said unto him, you have to believe first. Believe with all thine heart. What does Romans chapter 10 say? That if thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt. So he said, If thou believe with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And that's a Hamite saying that? That's a Hamite saying that. It's very clear. And this was before the gospel, according to the scripture. We have any record of the gospel going to Europe. You see? You remember the, the fact that even Paul later on, when he even spread further on, we know that the Lord had directed him and sent him to Macedonia. But the whole point, the Acts chapter 8 came before Acts chapter 10. And this man, the Bible tells us, after he got baptized... Um, the Spirit of God took uh, Philip out of the way. And we are told in verse 39, and the eunuch went on his way rejoicing, verse, the ending of verse 39. And then Philip went on preaching the gospel as he went go back to Caesarea. But the whole point here is that he was this influential, powerful man came to know the God of the Bible. And you know, the evidence in history demonstrated that Africa had the gospel. Do you know Africa was one of the central part of the world in, of, in Christianity in the first century? Many of the church fathers I was just are, from, say that, yeah. are from Africa. Um, <laughs> uh, North Africa, you have um, cities such as Alexandria, in Egypt, the Bible talks about Apollos. He was from there. Um, Cyrene of Libya and Cartridge of Tunisia were important and influential cities where Christianity flourished throughout um, the first century AD. And many of the early church fathers were very predominant during that time. So it is very clear that Here, from this scripture, that Christianity was not just introduced to black people during the time of slavery. (laughs) The God of the Bible has been known by. That's why Romans chapter one says nobody has any excuse. You see. Well, the, 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 the people who rejected God when they knew God they glorified him not as God but they became vain in their imagination and their foolish heart was darkened and they, they professed that they were wise but they became foolish and they just changed the, the true God into all kind of idols and worshipped them and as a result God turned them over to what they want, and that's one of the worst forms of judgment, you know. So it is very clear that Africa had the uh, had, had that knowledge of the true God of the Bible uh, many, many years before slavery was introduced, we, black people were brought um, to this part of the world.
0: You're listening to the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. The name of the program is That's Truth. It's a live call-in program, and we look forward to your interaction. From time across the Eastern Caribbean is 8.43. We have 15 minutes left in the program, so if you have your questions on this topic, please feel free to reach out to us, and we will do our best, or Pastor Martin will do his best to answer it. And if you haven't noticed He keeps going back to the Bible because that's what is our unchangeable source Mm. of truth. (laughs) There are so many things in this world, Pastor. So many people, especially now with social media and all, everyone thinks that their opinion is, is valid with everything else. And there are so many different ideas out there, and there's a lot of confusion. But I'm very thankful for the fact that we have God's Word. Amen. And that it is just as effective today as it was when it was written thousands of Amen. years ago. Amen. You know, I, when you were talking about Acts chapter 8, I recently heard a, a preacher on the lighthouse here mention that that Ethiopian eunuch was not just a, a powerful man. He was an extremely powerful man. He was the counterpart of Joseph. Yes. Yes. From the Old Testament. Yes. And I, I'd always thought, okay, yes, he's in charge of a lot of valuable treasure, but I never put him on par with Joseph. Joseph. But that that's a powerful position. And again, mm-hmm. I'm sure when he went back, he used his influence as any born-again believer who is living with a surrendered heart. You can't help but Amen. Be, be quiet. I, I mean, excuse me. You can't help but open your mouth nope. and share how the Lord is working. Pastor, we have a caller calling from Nevis. Uh, Nathan from Nevis, thank you for calling, and go ahead with your question, please. Yes, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I'm
2: glad that you, you the, the topic had something on my mind for years now. Because the first Bible I ever saw says that the, the black people of Africa being slaves are a fulfillment of prophecy. wherein this says that uh, Ham prophesied that I mean, Noah prophesied that Ham would be cursed and be servant of his his, uh, brethren. But I read the scripture, and the Bible says, Ham is the father of Canaan. And Canaan was the son of Ham. Son of Ham. And um, what really happened is, God had already blessed Noah and his son. And so therefore, Ham couldn't turn around and curse who God has blessed. But he put the curse on Canaan, who is the son of Ham, and not Ham being cursed. I even hear preachers out of the state which says that uh, black black people being slaves, a fulfillment of the, of the prophecy of the Bible which Noah made. Now, this was not so, because it says Ham is the father of Canaan. I'm glad that you brought it up tonight, and I hope a lot of people are listening, because Noah didn't curse Ham. It cursed Canaan, the son of Ham, his grandson, and says a servant of servants, shall it be unto his brethren, and not Ham.
1: Thank you. We appreciate that. To reiterate that. And that is so true. It's, uh, it's Canaan, the youngest son of Ham. Of
0: Ham, yes. Thank you very much for the call, Nathan. We appreciate it. And keep listening there in Nevis. And God yeah. bless you. And right. Bye. Have a good night, uh, Pastor. That's a was a good reminder to me as he was uh, sharing those thoughts there that even as we are uh, sharing Scripture and even as we're witnessing, you may not be a pastor, but as you're sharing Scripture, you need to be sure that what you're sharing is Bye-bye. in the correct context yes. and yeah. is not just tradition mm-hmm. or something that you've heard or something that may make sense. Uh, We need to be careful with what we say.
1: You know, I heard... um, um, through the Bible. Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Just recently dealt with that issue. He did such an excellent job. Um, I was going to call and and kind of uh, get that section. He was dealing with that same topic. Mm -hmm. And he was saying the curse actually of the Canaanite ended when Israel took over. <laughs> you know, it was a powerful, powerful um, um, study he did when he was in Genesis. Awesome.
0: Do you have any other, we've got about nine minutes left in the program.
1: Okay, um, um, I, I, um, I just want to mention some other names that you'll find who were from the line of Ham. Um we always ch- like to use the the um uh, Simeon who helped Jesus with the cross you know um he from Cyrene uh, in africa um I, fo- I didn't really write down that text but i can i can find it for you while you're b- talking but um you don't have to find it but okay. we but, but we can also go to um acts chapter 13 Acts chapter 13. And this is something that is very powerful. This is the, this is the first Gentile church. And this church had an um, amalgamation of different people in it. Because that's what the gospel is all about. God intends to reach the world by using the person who has trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as his or her Savior. So if you are a believer, God expects you to share the gospel with anyone you come in contact with. So we have in the book of Acts, the first missionary church was a Gentile church. Um, and he mentioned some, some of the leaders in that church. Uh, From verse 1, it says, Now they were in the church that was at Antioch. It is interesting. We can go back to chapter 11. uh, When the persecution took place. When Saul, who became Paul, was persecuted in the church. And the church believers were scattered all over. It tells us here from Acts chapter 11. Let me read Acts chapter 11, verse 19, so you can see when the church was started. Now they were now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phineas, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to none other but the Jews only. They were just preaching. But then he says, And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which, when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know these are the Shemites, um, the, the Jephites. And as a result, the hand of the Lord was with them, and many believed, and came to know the Lord as Savior, and the church was established. Now in chapter 13... Time is going now. In chapter thirteen, verse one, he said, "Now they were in that same church that was at Antioch. Certain prophets and teachers, and here are the names: as Barnabas, Simeon, and he had a nickname, Niger, which means black. In other words, Simeon, black. We we call some people black." as nicknamed they they're so black and that's what they were saying here Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul these are some of the leaders in that church and guess who there was a black black man in there too a part of the group and if he was a leader he was a believer he was a leader in that church yeah. so um, the, the 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 false teaching that Christianity is just a white man religion and the Bible was imposed upon black people to enslave them. Not true according to the Bible. God is the God of all people. See? And if you know him, you and I have the responsibility to share the gospel to everyone we come in contact with. It's very clear from the word of God.
0: You're listening to the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. The time is 8.54 We have four minutes left in the program tonight, and we are very thankful that you have taken time on your Tuesday evening to tune in to that Truth. And I trust that you'll stay tuned in as we wrap up this topic. We're discussing the topic of the Bible and the blacks, or dark-skinned people, the descendants of Ham, one of the sons of Noah, Pastor Martin, I know there's a lot of information on this topic, and I know you've got a lot of information still to share, but in the last three minutes, what would you like to sum everything up with?
1: I, th- I think um, there is a verse, a statement from a verse that a lot of people like to use, that this man was born there, Ethiopia, and it's in Psalm 87. I could just read the whole Psalm, or maybe just a couple of verses. Um, I mean, well it's a short psalm his foundation is in the holy mountain the Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob glorious things have, are spoken of thee O city of God I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me behold Felicia and Tyre with Ethiopia and then this man uh, if you know it, italics, this one was born there. A lot of ra- Rasta, I don't know if they still use it. We said this one is referring to Hale Selassie. Was born there in <laughs> Ethiopia. They emphasize it. But when you when you check the passage, uh, uh, this is they, they argue that this is a, a prophecy. You know, um, reference to Hale Selassie, predicting that of uh, his birth um, will be. In in, in in Ethiopia, uh, and he will be born as the Messiah you know and um, yet they have ignored the basic grammatical structure of the overall passage when you read the whole context psalm eighty seven s- speaks of the love the Lord had for Zion, mm. Jerusalem, and its inhabitants. However, the Lord also inspired David to write about a day in which all people would know the Lord and acknowledge him as such. The Lord then directs his attention to Rahab. If you note there, this is a reference to Egypt and Babylon. This is modern-day Iraq. He then says he will also speak of them as being among those who will also know the Lord. That's what the psalm said. The Lord then referred to another group who would one day also know him, Felicia, Southwest Palestine, Tyre, ancient Phoenicia, which is modern Syria or Lebanon. And then he mentioned Ethiopia. It will not be Ethiopia alone, as they're trying to say here. But the entire group will one day come to know the true God of the Bible. And the, the sentence, this man was born there, better be, this one was born there. And uh, it could mean this one, each of the nation mentioned, has been born into Zion, come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Or it could refer to the entire nation being proud of their native country, you know, so One thing is, uh, we need to understand, this is not a reference to Hale Celestiae. This is not a prophecy stating where he would be born.
0: (laughs) We have a question that just came in, and I want to make sure we get it. Uh, Since Canaan was cursed and not Ham, which people group came from Canaan and would they still be cursed today?
1: Well, if if we study um, Bible history, we know that Israel was commanded to destroy the Canaanites when they entered the land um, because of their wickedness. It was a form of judgment. So in reality, I don't know if the entire group, we know Israel disobeying, not doing exactly what God commanded them, and they suffer, but it's very hard to, to say exactly.
0: But it would have been, in Bible times, it would have been the people that were inhabiting the land, land of, of
1: Canaan. Yes, 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 where the Israelites took over. Which is now modern-day Israel. Right, right. God God commanded it to be destroyed because of their wickedness. Mm-hmm.
0: I found it very interesting, as you were teaching through this evening, Pastor, there was a cycle. Man's sin, and then God would judge, and man's sin, and reconciliation, <sighs> very quickly, is God going to judge us today, and how do we get right with God in 20 seconds?
1: Well, um, Acts chapter 17 says God has appointed a day in which He will judge the world. But He also says that He, in that same passage, that He's reaching out to all. He send them f- food and everything. God commanded all men to be rep- to repent and come to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Acts chapter 17 verse 31. So a person has to repent in order to experience salvation.